What's up, fellow hardeners? Welcome back to the Build and Keep Fitness Podcast. My name is Timothy Averill. Thank you so much for joining me as I document and share with y'all my fitness journey, including the challenges I face, progress I make, and things I learn along the way for you to benefit from. I'm getting better at the intro, um, but again, sorry if the audio um, is weird. My microphone does not work. I'm hoping I can get a new microphone for Christmas. Um, but until then, you might <laughs> you might have to kind of deal with this audio. So I'm, I'm, I apologize for that. Also, I'm a little bit stuffed up today, so if my voice sounds weird, that is another reason why. Um, but anyway, in today's episode, as the title suggests, we're going to be talking about a sample pull workout that I created. Um, I'm going to be talking about the pull workout, the different exercises, um, set and rep ranges, and why I selected each exercise for the pull workout. Now, to be clear, when I say pull workout, this is for a push-pull legs split. There's also a kind of pull workout where you're just doing excuse me, a push-pull split. In which, in which case, pull workouts include glutes and hamstring. That is not the case for today. This is just a pull, um, a pull workout which includes the back and the biceps. So um, I'm going to be going over the exercise I chose for today, <clears throat> and once I'm done going over the, um, once I'm done going over the exercises, uh, I'm going to kind of go more so, more into depth in each exercise, the rep scheme and like the set and rep scheme chosen, and why each exercise was specifically chosen. I'm also going to mention, um, even though I'm only doing one pull workout out of two pull workouts you would do in a week, I am going to mention some tips for how you can kind of balance this pull workout with the other pull workout in the week. Um, and then also, I'm going to, at the end, recap what I everything I said so you can kind of remember it because I haven't been doing that enough in my episodes. Um, and on top of that, if you can't remember what I've said, just so that you don't have to like go back through the episode and like rewatch each or re-listen to each part, um, the sets and reps and the exercises will be in the podcast description, um, where the sources would normally be because there's not really going to be any sources for this episode. So I'm going to have like the whole, um, workout listed at the bottom of the, um, episode description for this podcast episode. So without further ado, let's get into the workout. So the first exercise we're going to be doing in this workout is the bent over barbell row. Now, <clears throat> disclaimer, a lot of people, when they think of pull days, back days, think, think immediately of the deadlift. However, deadlift will not be included in this workout, and here's why. Because when I'm doing a push-pull leg split, that means the pull day is going to be right before the leg day. And if you've done the deadlift, you know, or if you just know about the deadlift in general, the deadlift requires, um, the, like, the whole first half of the movement is pure leg work is a pure like just pressing the weight up with your quads so i don't want to be doing um, a deadlift which is a heavy exercise where i'm putting heavy weight like stress on my quads and then the next day do a workout that's going to be hitting my quads a lot probably with another heavy exercise like a squat or a leg press i don't want to do those back to back even if i reversed it and did pull push legs I, that would be that would be one way to do it where you could do pull push legs and get away with doing um deadlifting on the pull day however for me i just like doing it on the leg day because it goes with the quads and the low back is something that i can hit a little bit on the pull day but i don't have to focus on um on the pull day and i could because the the big exercise you do with the low back is going to be the deadlift and then other exercises like a back extension which can be adjusted to do a glute ham raise you're going to be getting some low back work accessory like except some accessory low back work in the glute ham raise movements that you can again do on leg day so i actually just prefer doing 
low back exercise on leg day, even though it's technically not leg day, I think it works better for me. However, like I said, you can do, you can adjust it so it's a pull push leg so that you can do um, a deadlift on the pull day. However, for this workout, there will not be a deadlift. What you can just do if you do decide to do pull push leg and do a deadlift um, is you can just um, put deadlift in here where I'm saying bent over barbell row, you can just substitute it in. So bent over barbell row, the reason it's in this workout is because it does get a little bit of low back work. Um, because we're not doing a deadlift, I think it's important to get a little bit of low back work. However, like I said um, before when I was talking about um, getting stress in two days in a row, it's not, we're not doing super heavy bent over barbell rows, because if we did and then we did deadlift the next day, that would be not good because it wouldn't be giving the low back enough time to recover. And because this is the only low back exercise we're going to be doing throughout this whole workout, it's acceptable. It's not going to um, impede your recovery or affect um, the next day's leg workout in terms of low back. So bent over barbell rows, um, it gets a little bit of low back activation. It also is primarily working the traps however it of course is going to work the lats as well um this is what is known as kind of a horizontal pull when you look at pull exercise in general they fall broadly into two broad categories horizontal or, or, or vertical pulls horizontal pulls are generally associated with like rows and they're meant to really effectively hit like the traps and the rhomboids specifically the mid traps but we don't really need to go into that too much um <clears throat> and on top of that um sorry not on top of that uh, additionally, the vertical pull is another um, category of pull exercises. This is thought more to hit the lats, and then, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and this is associated with like lat pull downs, um, excuse me, um, lat pull downs, chin ups, and pull ups, that kind of thing. Um, now, if you do a vertical pull, obviously it's still going to be working the traps. If you do a horizontal pull, obviously it's still going to be working the lats. However, those are kind of the broad categories. So you do want to be getting exercises from both categories when you're doing a pull day or a back day in general. So bent over barbell rows, um, we're doing a three by eight to 10 set and rep scheme. Um, now, actually I was about to go into more of this exercise, but I realized I said I was just gonna go over the workout first. So I'm gonna do that. So that's bent over barbell rows. You're doing one warm up set and then you're doing three by eight to 10. The next exercise we're doing is called a one-arm high pulley row, 3 by 10 to 12 um, rep range. Then we're doing a single-arm dumbbell row. Um, it's also called a lawn mower pull. This is the exercise where you have one knee up on the bench and that same hand. So if your left knee is up on the bench, your left hand is on up on the bench towards the top. And you're kind of having your back parallel to the ground. And then you're, with one arm, bringing the weight back to, to your weights about kind of even with your chest and you're pulling with your your back specifically your traps and of course also it's working your lats because of your shoulder um the position of the shoulder or the position of the elbow it's working um, shoulder adduction which is an, a function of the lats the next exercise we're going to be doing after that are is the um <clears throat> the seated row and then we're going to be doing sorry seated row we're doing three by ten to twelve then we're doing the weighted chin-ups at three by, and this this is the most fluent of the rep ranges. Um, it's three times two, one to two RIR. So you're basically doing three sets until you can only until the point of one to two RIR, which means reps in reserve. If you don't know how that works, essentially it means you're doing reps until you think you have one to two more reps in the tank. So instead of going to failure, 
um, I'm going to have you go kind of one to two reps shy of failure. So if you're doing a set and you're at like the eighth rep, and then after you've done the eighth rep, you feel you could maybe squeeze out one rep or maybe squeeze out two reps, that's where you bet about you want to stop. You don't want to go fully to failure. Um, I've talked about training to failure on this channel before. I would rather you get close to failure because that's still getting a lot of quote effective reps in. You're still getting that stimulus in, you're still getting work in. However, you're not going all the way to failure, which could cause a little bit of excess fatigue, as well as it's just mentally more difficult to go all the way to failure rather than a couple reps shy of failure. And that's especially important for like newbies or people trying to get back into it. You don't want to put too much like psychological or mental fatigue. Um, that was kind of like a little bit of a, um, a little um, tangent, side off tangents. So getting back into the actual workout, the last, excuse me, the last um, exercise we're going to be getting in because this is a bicep ex or a pull day, which includes biceps, is called the D dumbbell curl trifecta. In the episode I just posted on Monday, um, I talked about this exercise. Essentially, it's you doing um, we're doing three by 24 reps, which sounds like a lot, but essentially what you're doing is you're alternating right to left and you're doing one crossbody curl to emphasize the long head of the bicep. So you're doing one crossbody curl on your right, one on your left. Then you do one, <clears throat> sorry, then you do one kind of pronated crossbody curl, which is kind of, it's basically a crossbody hammer curl, but your arm's slightly pronated to further take your bicep out of the movements. One on the right side, one on the left side. Then you're doing a, what I call a W curl, where you're taking your shoulders, you're externally rotating them, you're bringing your hands out um, closer to your sides, and then you're doing a curl that way, and that's going to emphasize the short head of the bicep. So you're hitting long head, short head, and brachialis preferentially with this. And again, you're doing one movement on the right, one movement on the left, the second movement on the right, second movement on the left, the third movement on the right, the third movement on the left. That is three reps. So essentially, you're going to be getting that's three reps so you're going to be getting eight reps per um sorry per movement of that exercise so one right and one left counts as one okay so that way you're doing you're ending up in the end you're doing eight crossbody curls on each side eight crossbody slightly pronated hammer curls on each side and then eight w curls on each side and again that's three by 24 so now going in deeper into each exercise, I apologize, I went in um, deeper on the bent over barbell rows a little bit early, um, but yeah, quick recap, basically hits the low back, which is good, um, not too much to cause a recovery issue because we're not going heavy on this exercise, that is the key, that's why this is more of a um, moderate rep range, because if we were going heavy, then that could put a lot of, um, that could put stress on the low back, which could potentially impede us on the next day when we're doing um, leg day exercises that hit the low back, including glute ham raise and the deadlift. So the next exercise is called the one arm high pulley row. We're doing that three sets to 10 to 12. Um, this is an exercise included in Athlean X's um, perfect back, work, back workout. Essentially what this is, is you take the high attachment of the cable, you grab just like a normal handle with one hand, you kind of step back to the point where at the top of the moon before you haven't moved, you want your arm out and stretched. So imagine putting your arm as far as you can forward and then kind of bringing your shoulder forward a little bit more. At that point, that is where the lat is like maximally stretched. So that's where you want to be starting the movement. Then as you start the movements, kind of pull back with your sh shoulder, not like pull back with your shoulders and pull the weight back, but externally rotate your shoulder, puff your chest out a little bit, 
to kind of um, activate your lats and to initiate the movement with your lats. So your lats already in a stretched position. That just re-emphasizes that, hey, I'm doing this movement with my lats, with my back, not with my arms. And then you pull back and you don't want to pull back with your arm. You want to pull back where you're thinking about having your, um, your elbow come down and back. So you're wanting your elbow to be tucked throughout the range of throughout the range of motion. You're bringing your elbow down, and you're bringing it back towards your back. So you want your hand at the end of the movement to be about at the point where maybe your, your hand would be at the bottom of a bench press, essentially. Although your your hand like your hand grip's not going to be the same, but that's about the point you want to end it with your elbow being fully behind your body. Um, I find doing a split stance helps with balance. So if you're pulling with your right hand, your left but your left foot is going to be in front, your right leg is going to be in back, and you can twist your body a little bit as you do it to just, as you do the exercise, to just make it a little bit farther that your arm, your elbow has to travel in, or, in order to get your hand in that position. So what this does, this um, is going to hit the lats, it's going to hit the traps as well, but it's mainly for the lats. This is a vertical pull, and the really, the really big benefit you get with this exercise is because I want you to do it at a lower weight. So I say three to times 10 to 12. Honestly, I'd probably even go three, like 10 to 15, like 12 to 15. Um, so I would actually modify this and probably say three times 10 to 15. Um, if you get 15 reps, that's good um, because I want you to really focus on mindful contraction. That's the whole point of this exercise. You're doing, you're starting in a stretch position throughout the whole movement. I want you to go relatively slow, really focus on pulling with the back. I mean, you want to be pulling with your back on pretty much every back exercise. However, you like this is one that you t you just slow it down. You take the time to really, really, really focus on every single repetition, every single initiation of each rep. I want you to focus on initiating with the back, pulling with the back throughout the whole range of motion, and then slowly and controlled bring it back up on that eccentric. Um, so that's really good for developing mind muscle connection, as well as just knowing that your back is working and getting that concentrated, focused tension there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, getting that focused tension and really helping de develop the mind-muscle connection, considering that the lats are often a big problem area with people um, in terms of like hyper hypertrophic developments and just getting a mind-muscle connection with that muscle. It is very difficult. That and the glutes are like two of the most difficult exercises or the difficult muscle groups for that. And this is an exercise that can really help with that issue. So now moving on to the third exercise is going to be the single arm dumbbell rows, also called the lawnmower pulls. I briefly described them and the rep range for this is going to be, I don't think I actually said it, it's going to be five by five. So it's a heavier rep range and it's going to have more sets. Um, and the reason I'm doing a five by five rep range, that's just a commonly used rep range for heavier sets of weights. And when I say five by five, if you get like four or six, that's not that big of a deal. You just don't want to end up doing a set where you get like eight reps because that means the weight you were doing was too light. Um, probably, unless you were doing the exercise wrong, in which case you need to be doing the exercise right. Um, with this, essentially, like I said before, your left knee is going to be up on the bench. Your right foot or your right leg and foot are going to be down kind of on the ground. Your left hand is going to be up towards the front of the bench. Your back needs to be a little bit parallel to the ground. You want to keep your back straight because you don't want to be hurting your lower back doing this movement. You're starting with the dumbbell kind of out. Um, not out forward, obviously, like on the, not on the ground. Um, I should say your arm just kind of hanging there and then start the movement again, similar to, um, how you want to initiate with the one arm high pulley row. 
you want to kind of start the movement by getting your scapula retracted, um, getting that shoulder kind of externally rotated, puffing out your chest a little bit, and then pulling with your back. Think about pulling your elbow back towards the ceiling. And you want your dumbbell to be, again, kind of close to that same position with the one arm high pulley row. Um, similar position where that's where about your hand would be at the end of a bench press. So you want to get your weight up that way. And very important, control on the eccentric. You're doing heavy weight, so you do want to make sure you're controlling on the eccentric, not just flopping the weight down. Because controlling on the eccentric can still can give you eccentric overload and a very good stimulus for growth. The reason I really like this exercise, especially if you're like me, if you're like skinny, you're a hard gainer, it's difficult to get like heavy work in on exercises um, because a lot of us honestly are just not that strong. So getting a heavy working exercise in uh, or an exercise that really get, gives us the opportunity to lift heavy is very important, especially if you do a, a kind of more advanced technique that um, called controlled cheating, which I've talked about before. You can control cheating on this exercise. And when I mean control cheating, it's not you're like kind of just hucking the weight up with your whole body. How I do it is I add a slight bit of um, momentum. So when I bring the weight down, I kind of swing the weight forward a little bit, kind of like a pendulum. And then I bring it back up using a little bit more mo momentum, get it to the top, control it on the way down, but almost let it swing a little bit forward at the very bottom. So that's the key. You don't want to just while I'm saying let it swing a little bit forward, let it have a little bit momentum on the bottom, you're still controlling it. You're just letting it go a little bit at the bottom to give you a little bit of momentum on that backswing to bring the weight back up. And this I would suggest for people, again, who are trying to gain like muscle but are having a hard time getting kind of a heavy stimulus on the lat, on the trap muscle. Um, because it is a problem area for some people. And if you're a hard gainer and you don't have a lot of baseline strength, there's not a lot of room for you to be able to do that. So again, you got to take the opportunities where you can. This is an opportunity to get a heavy stimulus without um, compromising the exercise. And it's even better because we just did this after an exercise, the one arm high pulley row that really focuses on focus tension. So while this movement, you're not really focusing as much on focus tension because you're using a little bit momentum. We covered that in another movement um, and your, your lats are going to be after doing that previous movement, you're going to have a better kind of connection with your lats because you just did a ton of work focusing on each contraction. So that's also going to help on this exercise and help kind of minimize any detriments or negatives that you will get by using this controlled cheating technique. Um, if you're not like someone I've been describing, like a hard gainer having trouble getting a heavy stimulus, just do them straight without the pendulum row effect or without that kind of controlled cheating effect. The next exercise. I said was the seated row. I apologize. I was actually looking at the wrong thing. The next exercise is the barbell shrug ladder. This is to really hit that upper traps, which um, the upper traps, if you don't know, um, they respond very well to heavier weights. Um, so with a barbell shrug ladder, you're going to be using a barbell to load up more of the heavy weights. Um, on top of that, instead of having your, your grip position um, kind of shoulder width, you want it to be a little bit wider there is because the muscle fibers of the upper traps kind of run diagonally um putting your arm in like like parallel to that diagonal line um puts your arm in kind of that line of pull for the upper traps which could potentially lead to more growth and development of the muscle like more activation of the muscle during the movements i haven't i've seen a little bit of evidence for that not a ton um however it doesn't make that big of a difference like negatively in the exercise, I don't think it makes any negative difference. So if there's a possibility that it 
adds more to the exercise and to the benefit you're giving, I would suggest doing it. So doing um, barbell, a barbell shrug ladder, which means you do one rep and then you hold it for one second. Then you do two reps, you hold it for two seconds. Then you do three reps, hold it for three seconds, all the way up to 10. And that is going to be your ladder. You can also, if you're more advanced and you don't, you're not super fatigued at the point where you do 10. Um, actually, I would just say if you're more advanced, because if you're a beginner and you're not really fatigued at the end of this ladder, first of all, there's a good chance you're doing it wrong because this is a very fatiguing exercise. Second of all, you didn't use enough weight. But if you're more advanced and you know you used enough weight and it's just really not fatiguing you enough, you can then do it reverse. So then do after 10, go back to 9, and then all the way back down to 1. Um, this is really good because it really gets um, kind of like a burn, that, that burn sensation into the upper traps. And, it, and you know when you're doing this, you're working the upper traps. You know it's getting stimulus. You know it's getting work done. Um, a lot of times when I do shrugs, sometimes my traps don't feel it, unfortunately. Um, however, this you with this exercise, you know you're going to feel it. Um, so as I was talking about at the very beginning of this episode, I am also going to be mentioning how you can kind of um, work this pull day with another pull day in the week. So for this pull day, you're focusing on kind of that metabolic stress, um, that burn effect on the upper traps. So then maybe on the next pull day, you're doing just regular shrugs and just trying to do really heavy shrugs because this is more of that a um, little bit more endurance-based, burn-based, st metabolic-based st stress, that kind of thing. So then you can go into heavy work on another day because, like I said, the upper traps really um, respond to heavy weights. And then the next workouts, or, not sorry, the not the next workout, the next exercise is going to be the weighted chin-ups. Now, when I say weighted chin-ups, that's probably going to be more for advanced people. You can do, the point is you're doing chin-ups. And you're using how whatever you can to overload it. So if you're not able to do weighted chin-ups, that's fine. Just do regular chin-ups. Um, but the point is you're wanting to get to that one to two RIR point. Now I give you, uh, I'm saying one to two RIR points. That's very broad because if you're using heavy weight, your one to two RIR could be six reps. But if you're using lighter weight, the one to two RIR could be like. 16 reps so i want you to do the goal is to be roughly around the 10 rep mark once you hit the one to two rar point right so if you hit like 12 that's fine if you hit eight even seven that's fine you want to be kind of around that i don't want you going into like four reps or down or up into like 17 18 20 reps or anything like that so use whatever um adjustment you can in order to get that one to two rar point around the 10 rep mark so if you're someone who can do like 16 chin-ups in a row in a set you're probably going to want to add a little bit of weight onto there to kind of drop that 16 down to like 10 11 12 9 8 that area so for instance maybe do like a 10 pound um dumbbell or a 20 pound dumbbell and then maybe you hit nine reps and you feel like you can do one to two more that's amazing if you're someone who can't do a single chin-up um then use an, like an assisted band, a looped band around the bars and do it that way. Um, you should be able to get 10 reps that way, um, especially if you use a heavier band. There are different kinds of bands you can use and you can adjust that way. There are also machines where you're doing a pull-up with adjustment weight, so you can also use that. This is one of the, this is like, like I said, the most fluent um, exercise with that needs to be adjusted the most for different people. Um, However, if you're using like a band and you still can't, you can only get like three or four um, 
chin-ups in, first of all, that might be a sign that you really need to work effect like effectively on your lat strength and even your bicep strength, um, depending on what resistance band you're doing. Um, but if you really just can't do this, then I would go for a um, underhand lat pulldown because it's a vertical pull and you're using your biceps. Um, so it's accomplishing relatively the same effect. And the reason we're doing this again is because it's a vertical pull, um, you're doing, um, you're working lats and you're working biceps very well in this. In terms of biceps, a chin up gets you kind of peak contraction because you're using um, active supination, the way you grip the bar, um, a little bit of shoulder flexion um, because of where your arm, like your arm positioning relative to your body, and you're doing um, what's it called elbow flexion as you go up in the movement. And it's also good for lats because you're bringing your um, your elbow back towards behind your body a little bit, and you're um, starting out in kind of a stretch in a stretched position for the lats. Now the final exercise we're going to be doing is the dumbbell curl trifecta. I already described it, but what this does is you preferentially are going to hit the long head of the bicep, then you're going to be hitting the brachialis, then you're going to be hitting the short head of the bicep very effectively in a, in a very compact exercise. And since we already did, since this is a pull exercise, there are already a lot of exercises we need to put. So putting an exercise like this that's really compact in at the tail end of the workout very much helps in terms of time because in general when I do a workout I don't want to be there much longer than an hour I try to get in and out in like an hour ish um, but that's not including things like cardio so if you do cardio in a gym for like 15 minutes then the rule becomes like hour and 15. Um, but that's it for today's episode thank you guys so much for listening I hope you guys enjoyed it um, to go over quickly the actual workouts bent over barbell rows you're doing one warm-up set and then three sets of about eight to 10. Then you're doing one arm high pulley rows, three sets of about 10 to 15. Um, again, remembering to focus on really mindful contractions, building the mind muscle connection, starting and ending the movement the right way with the back and not really with the arms. Then you're doing the single arm dumbbell rows, also called lawnmower pulls at about five to five rep range. Um, if you're a hard gainer, you're struggling to lift a little bit more weight. Um, you can do the controlled cheating technique, which turns it into kind of a pendulum pendulum row. Um, and again, five to five, if you hit like four or six, that's fine, but you really do want to be close to five to five. Or, sorry, you really want to be close to five reps in each set. Then you're doing the barbell shrug ladder. Your grip's going to be a little bit wider to get your arm in the line of pull of the muscle fibers of the upper traps. Um, and then again, if you're a more advanced person, you know you're using the right weight and you're not fatigued enough, you feel like at the end of the ladder, you can do a reverse ladder where once you hit 10, 10 reps, 10 second hold, then you can do nine reps, nine second hold, go back down. However, if you're um, a newer person, I would not suggest that because the, the likelihood is you just need to increase the weight on the bar that you're doing for the exercise rather than go back down. Then you're doing a weighted chin-up or really just any variation of chin-up depending on what you're doing. Um, that'll get you to the point where at about the 10 rep, um, at about the 10 rep point, you're within one to two RIR or one to two reps from failure. Um, RIR again stands for reps in reserve. So the point is you have one to two reps more you can do before reaching failure. So you're one to two reps again away from failure. You can use a band, you can use regular pull-ups, you can do weighted pull-ups, you can do that assistance machine where you put your knees on the pad and then you adjust the weight it takes off um, from the exercise. And then after the chin-ups, then you're doing the dumbbell curl trifecta. So again, you're doing one, um, 
one crossbody curl with one side, then with the other side, one crossbody hammer curl with a little bit of pronation on one side, one on the other side, one W curl on one side, one W curl on the other side, and that is three reps because right and left is one rep, and you're doing 24 reps total, so that'll shake out to be eight reps um, for both sides per movement of the exercise. So yeah, that's it. Um, I almost forgot to do the quick recap, but I think that's a very good way um, for me to really summarize everything I told you and for you to kind of recap so you don't have to go through everything in the episode. Um, again, this workout will be in the podcast description. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you found it informative. Maybe you'll use this workout or at least use this for inspiration for your other workouts. Um, if you do, appreciate it. I'm glad I could be of help. Um, keep, t- sorry, not keep tuned. Stay tuned for Friday's episode, which I forgot what it's going to be, but I talked about it in the last episode that I posted, um, talking about different bicep, um, different bicep exercises, ranking them best to worst. If you haven't seen that, it's a pretty good episode. A lot, or it's a really good episode, actually. Lots and lots of, and lots of great information. Go check it out. I will see you guys on Friday, so have a good rest of your day, and goodbye.